welcome back to episode 39 of the Counties of England podcast. In this week's episode, we will be covering the county renowned for steel making, the county home to the Crucible Theatre, and the county home to the oldest football club in the world. This week, we will be covering the county of South Yorkshire. South Yorkshire is a county located in the Yorkshire and Humber region of England. It is bordered by six counties. West Yorkshire, North Yorkshire and East Yorkshire to the north, Lincolnshire to the east and Nottinghamshire and Derbyshire to the south. It has a population of 1,402,918, which puts it as the 10th largest county in terms of that statistic. In terms of area, it is the 11th smallest county. And finally, in terms of population density, South Yorkshire houses 2,342 people per square mile which puts it as the ninth largest county in terms of this statistic. It is split into four districts, Sheffield, Rotherham, Doncaster and Barnsley. The county town is Barnsley, but the largest town is Sheffield. The median salary in South Yorkshire is £27,900, which puts it below the UK average of £31,500. The unemployment rate is 4.9% which puts it above the UK average of 4.8% and the average house price according to Zoopla estimates is £185,431 which puts it well below the UK average of around £330,000. South Yorkshire is divided up into 14 different parliamentary constituencies. 11 of these are represented by Labour MPs and the other three are represented by Conservative MPs. This is due to the urban nature of the county. The most famous MP of this bunch would be Ed Miliband, who has been leader of the lady who was leader of the Labour Party between September 2010 and May 2015. Uh, he's been MP for Doncaster North since May 2005. Sheffield is very well known for its part in the steel industry. The city's nickname is the Steel City, and Sheffield United, who of course are a football club based in Sheffield, their nickname is the Blades. Here is a TV broadcast from the 1980s discussing Sheffield's steel-making heritage and redundancies which were going on at the time and the decline of the steel industry, which will also be discussed later in this episode. For generations, the city has been Britain's and sometimes the world's steel capital. Metal produced here made the battleships which conquered the German Navy, the railways which opened up India, and the electrical turbines which brought power to the remotest parts of Africa. Today, the corridor of land in the east end of Sheffield, where it all happened, is a desert itself. In the last ten years, the number of people working in the steel industry in South Yorkshire has more than halved, from 54,000 to just 25,000. No fewer than eight steelworks have closed, Today's shutdown at Tinsley Park means another thousand jobs disappearing from Sheffield's traditional industry. Some people put the blame on a lack of investment, others on poor productivity. It's certain that a fall in demand has played a part. But one other thing is certain, today's redundancies in Sheffield won't be the last. What happened with Tinsley Park was that we were operating uh, three billet mills when two would do. Uh, on low shift levels, so all we're doing really is making better use of the facilities. That's the reason behind the Pinsley Park closure. Now, as far as job opportunities are concerned in the next 10 years, 
there will be a continuing loss of jobs due to technology and the way we operate them. Our productivity has got to keep pace with the rest of the world. Now, that's nothing like as serious as, as taking major plants out, but it's going to be with us. We're not going to uh, um, employ a lot of people ever again in the basic industries. We're going to make the steel here in, in South Yorkshire, perhaps, rather than on the road. We shall create the wealth here, which will create employment in the service industries around it. But we're never going to be the big employers of people like we used to be 20 years ago. Sheffield's location amongst rivers and streams, fast flowing as a result of surrounding hills, makes it ideal for water-powered industries. This saw the development of factories spanning numerous industries throughout the 14th to the 17th centuries. Sheffield's greatest development in the, in the industry didn't come until 1740, however, and this was an invention by Benjamin Huntsman. Benjamin Huntsman, who was a clockmaker from nearby Hansworth, invented a new production method for crucible steel, making it easier and quicker to produce than it had been traditionally. This invention coincided with the invention of the Sheffield Plate by Thomas Bolsover, which was a way of fusing silver onto copper to produce silver plating. These two inventions boosted the steel industry hugely, and accredited in the history books as having increased the population involved in the Industrial Revolution tenfold. Despite the historical breakthroughs, Sheffield's link to steel didn't end in ages past. In 1912, rustless steel, now known as stainless steel, was discovered at the Brown Firth Laboratories in the city by Harry Brearley. It was a discovery made by chance finding that new chromium steels were resistant to the polishing and etching normally required to undertake microstructure study. Finding this and appreciating the potential for such a metal, Brearley made this vast breakthrough. Brearley discovered the compound but left Brown Firth Labs not long after, handing over his work to his professional successor. It continued to be refined for many years and is now considered the most common alloy in the world. Whilst there are still steel production plants in Sheffield, international competition has slowed the industry and it is no longer considered the production home of the metal. The Crucible is a snooker arena in Sheffield. It is home to the World Snooker Championship but has also hosted other, th other events such as plays, dance and musical performances, as well as theatre. It was built by M.J. Gleeson and opened in 1971. It replaced the Playhouse Repertory Theatre in um, Townhead Street, and in 1967, Colin George, the founding artistic director of The Crucible, recommended a thrust stage for Sheffield, inspired by theatres created by Sir Tyrone Guthrie, Tanya Moisiewicz, I think that's how you pronounce it, who had been involved in designing Guthrie's theatres, was recruited to design Gleason's theatre as well. The architects Renton Howard Wood, Levin Architects, were employed and the building itself began to take shape in 1969. It was completed in two years with the opening performance in November 1971 fanfare and evening's entertainment showing children acting in an improvised scene. Chekhov's swan song with Ian McKellen and Edward 
Petherbridge and a music hall finale with a Sheffield brass band. All of these events were um, sort of the opening performances. And another thing about Sheffield, there is a cathedral, Sheffield Cathedral, um, and a fire broke out there during the evening of the 14th of May 2020. Emergency services were called to the cathedral around 6pm uh, after smoke was spotted coming from the side of the cathedral facing Campo Lane. The fire was attended by South Yorkshire Fire and Rescue crews from Sheffield Central Fire Station on Air Street and it was extinguished by around 9.40pm the same evening. The cathedral was empty at the time and there were no injuries but a joint investigation between the police and the fire service is underway with the cause of the fire believed to be arson after a smashed window was found around the rear of the cathedral. The fire caused damage to the interior of the cathedral. Smoke damage affected the entire structure including many stained glass windows and the fire is believed to have started deliberately in a pile of clothes that had been donated to the Cathedral Arch Project, a homeless charity which occupies part of the cathedral site. The fire was destroyed the entire contents of the rooms used by the charity, but was prevented from, spe from spreading to other parts of the cathedral. Some more fun facts about South Yorkshire include the fact that around a third of Sheffield is actually inside the Peak District National Park, and no other city has a part no other city in the UK has a part of a national park inside its boundaries. The Peak District was actually the first area in the UK to gain national park status in 1951, and I believed I mentioned this in the Derbyshire episode, and it's spread across various different counties, but the majority of it is in Derbyshire. Um, Sheffield is also home to the oldest football club in the world that plays association football, Sheffield FC was founded in 1857 by members of a cricket club based in Sheffield. The team adopted the official FA rules in 1878 and they now play in the Northern Premier League. As well as Sheffield FC, the city is also home to Sheffield Hallam FC, which is the second oldest football club in the world, having been founded just three years after Sheffield FC. The club has played at their grounds in Crosspool since its formation, earning the Sandygate Road pitch a place in the Guinness Book of Records as the oldest football ground in the world. Sheffield is home to more than 2 million trees, and that's the highest ratio of trees for, to people for any city in Europe. The city also has around 250 parks, woodland areas and gardens, including Crooks Park, Norfolk Heritage Park and the and the Botanical Gardens. Uh, Sheffield, as residents will know, is full of a knee-breaking number of steep hills. The highest point of Sheffield is to the west of the city on Howden Moor, a small pile of rocks known as High Stones. Though far from Sheffield's residential areas, High Stones is still within the boundaries of Sheffield and South Yorkshire. And located just outside the town hall, there are a number of plaques in the shape of stars engraved with the names of famous sons and daughters of Sheffield and why they're well known. Athletes Jessica Ennis and Sebastian Coe and actor Sean Bean are among the names that make up this walk of fame. And that just about wraps it up for this week's episode. As ever, I really hope that you enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed putting it all together. 
next week's episode will be on Staffordshire, so stay tuned for that on the 2nd of October. Have a good week until then, and I'll talk to you again next Saturday. Thank you.